for me, being authentic is more so about understanding that I'm so many things, that I'm so many different people, that I'm always a work in progress, that I will change, I will grow, and that sometimes that'll be a person that I love and sometimes that'll be a person that I'm not so proud of, but I have this dedication to being better and understanding myself on a deeper level and really just stepping into my own. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. (laughs) So glad you're here. Hope all is well. How you doing? Uh, It's Linz and Krista. And we dressed up today. We dressed up. I'm wearing clothes. (laughs) I just was like, when I... Came to the office last week. We had that. We had an intern come and for an interview, and I looked like trash by no exaggeration or shade to myself, just facts. And I was like, dude, why would she want to work for you? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, what example are you setting? Not that you need to look polished and professional, but it matters a little bit. Totally. I've been thinking about that too with guests, you know, that yes. we have come in. Cause I also, of course, the duality is like, I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to think we're real people. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> they don't know who we are anyway. <laughs> no, that's an, that's an exaggeration, but I'm like, I should probably just clean it up a little. Yeah. I can't wait to have a, I'm definitely into going back to having like a uniform mm-hmm. again. Like I grew up having a uniform in school, but I like want to instate one as an adult mm. where I, I don't know. I open my closet and it's like five white, things, white shirt, jeans. I know. Sneaks. Just but, all cream. Yeah, I kind of want to be a prisoner. Uh. <laughs> Just wear like only things. But yeah, there is something to that. So I'm looking to dress up more. But anyways, I know you guys care a lot. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Whatever. We're so glad you're here. Hope all is well with you and hope, you know, the year is is started off right. I feel like January was dope. I was feeling the vibe. I was a 2020 like lover. I was like, dude, this is the best year ever. And then February happened and I was like, oh, what? Yeah. I feel like the well dried up. Well, I do think, so I was listening to... Our friend Natalie Miles, she has like an upgrade, you know, monthly on her podcast. And I, I'm sometimes called to tune in because I'm like, okay, what is happening? And for February, I was like, what is happening? And she did speak to kind of new chapter vibes and how this month is about like this kind of deep turnover. And I think, you know, I've, I felt that too, especially like within, within almost 30, within the business, you know, it just felt like 
someone was screaming. <laughs> I don't know if it was like almost 30 herself was screaming like, Hey, like so proud of you. You've done an amazing job, but like you're going to be doing it differently moving forward. So get ready. And it was a little scary. Yeah. Just, I was like trying to not, it just was like such a mental game for me. I'm like, all right, what, what have I fallen off of what practices and parts of my routine and my, my self-care and my self-talk have I fallen away from that I need to reinstate in my life so that I can get myself mentally back on track Mm -hmm. and then everything else falls from there. So that's what I was, I was really thinking about during that time and, and what I'm working on now. And I had a, I saw Colette from Clear Eat Wellness. So Clear Eat Wellness is like, uh, she's a facialist out of Vancouver. She comes to LA sometimes, but she's the best. She, I just, she does something way beyond that. She's a medium as well. So she's reading you the entire time she's doing your face. And she was like, yeah, I mean, you know, next year is going to be huge for you. You don't even know like what's going to happen. I'm like, you mean 2020? 2020? <laughs> The 2020 year, right? 2020, we're in next year though. She's like, no, no, next year. I'm like, okay. dude. I was like, dude, every fucking year is like the fucking next year. I was like, God damn it. Like, what do you mean next year? But yeah, and she was actually kind of speaking to what was going on, but then kind of talking about that. But uh, for me, you know, how I can kind of get back into the mental space of abundance and clarity and feeling grounded and not getting caught up in the old stories of fear and lack and unworthiness related to myself living the life that I love or having a business I love or supporting people in my business or working with brands that we love. I really just have to go back to basics and that's with you know meditation, meditating more to just clear my mind, allow more space. That is doing the har meditation from Kundalini Yoga. So you can find the har, har meditation on... Um, online. It's really just like, it's very simple. You can do it for three to 11 minutes a day. And that brings abundance and prosperity into your life. And that was actually recommended to me by Lacey the other day when I saw her. And then I'll also do my journaling practice and then um, listening to uh, Lakshmi meditation Mm. mantra music in the morning, which is nice. And then I'm starting to do to be magnetic work again with Justin. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think that point of like the trickle down is is really important. Um because I think in moments where we feel like we are coming up against something unexpected unexpectedly, we tend to look for like where is it coming from? Who's it coming from? Why why why? So I think that's a really really good point. Um yeah, when you said last week you were doing going to go back into Lacey's work, I have like you know, I started it. I tend to like start things and then life happens. And um, so it was a really good reminder for me too. And I was doing it over the weekend. I like was spending time with Sean, but we kind of had like our alone time and I was doing a little bit of the the shadow work and it just was so apparent to, <laughs> to me, some things that were coming up between he and I. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Cause like especially when you start a relationship with someone, it's like, you know, roses and like, you know, hard eyes and it's, it's really beautiful, but actually where the real beauty is, is kind of in like what they're bringing up and out of you. So yeah, there was some of that. I, I found out that one of my, like, I had a trigger of like being called a liar that was like coming up. Whoa, honey. I mean, bye-bye. Someone calls me a liar. I for, I'm, I'm yeah. at 100. And it's funny because he never called me a liar, right? 
But when I cheated on my ex, I was lying the whole time and he did call me a liar and there was just like so much shame and kind of like trauma there. So if there's ever a time where I feel like he doesn't believe me or like trust me or whatever, I like, I spiral. And even like, I think just in general with people, like it's just interesting. Like I want to make sure people trust me. It's like a weird, important thing, even though like I know I'm being truthful and I have good intentions, but I'm like, you trust me, right? <laughs> like right, it's yeah. it's like a really interesting I mean, thing. Yeah, of course, of course. But a lot of times people ha- are bringing their own shit to the table. Of course. So it's like, sometimes they don't understand your intention. So it can come off as like, wait, what is your intention then? Right. And so it kind of feels like, what are you calling me a liar? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all of that was like coming up and I was like, whoa, that just happened in like five minutes of doing, you know, Honestly. a deep imagining. <laughs> okay. Dude, honestly. Here we go. It was so cute. We were doing, Justin and I are doing, uh, we're just starting at the beginning because he's new to it. And what we're talking about is uh, Lacey Phillips' work to be magnetic, um, which is like a, a subconscious reprogramming that allows more abundance and other things from the universe. Lacey's a dear friend. She's been on the pod at least three times. So definitely, definitely check her out. But we were doing the work we were starting at the beginning and we were writing down like what we wanted to manifest. I'm like, oh, I want to manifest a second house in Austin, Texas. I want to manifest like all these things, like a new wardrobe, like things related to the business, like just whatever. I was manifesting so much. And Justin was literally manifesting a dog. I literally look over at his list. I'm like, oh, what would you write down? He's like, I'm going to manifest a pupper. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, do you, cause I was like, do you need help with things? I can tell you a few yeah. things that we can, you can literally. manifest. I was like, I have a few ideas of where you can start. <laughs> and he's literally manifesting a fucking dog. I'm like, no, I don't want a dog right now. But he's literally, and I told Lacey, I was like, dude, Justin fucking manifested a dog. She's like, he is my expander. <laughs> She's like, literally, he's a pure angel. He's my expander. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm good with everything else. Just want a dog. Just want a dog. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do you mean? What else could I want? I'm like, oh, um, I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> so sweet. But but yeah, the February has been a little, a little funky, but I'm just trying to be open to what messages... It, it's bringing. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like kind of dance with it and be like, have the conversation with the universe. Like if you want us, me to go, you to go in a different direction, if you're thinking mm-hmm. something, please make it gentle. Please provide us insight and resources to do that so that it's not so fucking dramatic, you know? Yeah. And so that the message comes through clearly. So I'm not ignoring, ignoring or allowing space for the message to come through. And then it's fucking rock bottom. Yeah. You know, you want to always like mitigate against that. So you can just try and like allow the opportunity for the universe to tell you what it wants you to do rather than waiting until you're in deep despair, things are falling, the boulder is coming, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the space thing is really interesting, you know, because there's like a, there's a momentum to a business that you have to maintain. You know, and so it's scary to quote unquote stop the momentum, even though that's not technically what's happening when you kind of allow space and maybe a bit more like, you know, just not do, do, do as much, but it's very scary. How do you do that? So I think like, yes, asking for, asking for a bit more clarity on the how is a focus for sure. Completely. 
Peace and love. Peace and love, baby. Excited for today's episode. Oh, today's episode is going to be awesome. Um, and before we get into that, maybe we can just do talk oh, about yeah. the retreat. Yeah. So yeah. you guys, we signed on so many people for our retreat. So if you're new to almost 30, last year we did a retreat with 24 women uh, in Malibu at Calamigos Ranch, which is a five-star resort in the hills of Malibu. It's stunning. And um, we're doing another one this year just because the last year was so transformative. And we invite our favorite healers, speakers, tarot card readers, astrologists, um, all these amazing, awesome trainers, et cetera, people to come and just support our girls through a transformational week. And we support them through that week. We are with them the entire time. We have amazing sponsors, goodies, products that all of our girls get to experience. So it is truly life-changing. And we just added on um, new new people such as Natalia Benson, who's a women's empowerment coach, April Fender. She's a Reiki master. She was my Reiki teacher. Um, we added on... Kate Van Horn, and she is a tarot card reader. She's going to be doing cards for the girls. We also have the class, Aaron Ward of the class. So the class by Taryn Toomey will be participating. We also have Rosie Acosta, who's an amazing yoga instructor. She's fabulous. Jenna Reese, who's going to be doing breath work and coaching our women through an amazing transformative breath work session. Alexandra Roxo, who's one of our favorites. If you guys follow her on Instagram, she's such a powerful mystic coach, leader, and she's going to be talking to us about feminine healing, feminine embodiment. And yeah. I mean, she's just so, so powerful. And we haven't like actually worked with her in a setting like a retreat. So I'm really, really excited. But yeah, I mean, if you're out there and you're feeling like you need, you know, four days away to really reconnect with yourself, to connect with other conscious women, to also have time to to yourself, you know, we will definitely um, schedule in time so that you can reflect and just relax and I just can't recommend this type of retreat enough. And of course, we just can't wait to meet you and hang out with you and just get to know you better. So for more information, you can go to almost30podcast.com slash retreat. And maybe you can bring a friend. Yeah. Don't be afraid to come alone because there's just amazing women that are waiting to meet you and become friends with you. So we're really excited. Yeah, I think 90% of the women came alone. I think there were two sisters that yeah. came last year those sweet angels. Uh, so yes, join us for the retreat. Cannot wait. And we have more exciting things coming this year that we will keep you posted on. And this year's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Today's episode is a solo with me. And this was inspired by a interview that I did on a podcast when they were asking a lot about authenticity and why I'm authentic and what that means to me. And I just wanted to dig into the word authenticity and its importance and right now it seems like it's overused, it's oversaturated, but I think that there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And when I think about authenticity, I always want to really just think about it as an alignment to an authentic self that we oftentimes are not. And often when I'm being authentic, I'm being authentic to the highest version of myself rather than the self that I am right now. And I think that there's a paradox in that that's been explored by Harvard Business Review and some other places, but I just wanted to bring that into conversation between our community of if you can be authentic to a future version of yourself or the best version of yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I was reading something, I think it just as related to like finances, but it was talking about kind of 
thinking about your future self more often as it relates to that and planning. And it's not just like the tactical planning, it's more just like honoring that future you, you know, because we can be so hasty in the present moment and more apt to kind of like disrespect who we are, you know, but I, I just love that idea of kind of seeing your higher self and honoring her and, and knowing that like, you know, she's, she's just as like alive and well as, as you are right now. So yeah, I'm excited for people to listen to this. So excited. So if this conversation about authenticity is interesting to you, join the secret Facebook group. And we are chatting about things like this all of the time. Also to write a review for us on iTunes means a lot. It just takes a quick second and it really just helps us continue doing what you were doing and support you guys in your growth and transformation Follow us on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at It's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Can't wait to connect with you. Enjoy this episode and we will see you on the other side. See you soon. What's up, guys? How are you? It's Krista and I'm so glad you are here. We're going to go on a little journey today. I have been noodling and I'm noodling over a few things and I've had a few ideas percolating inside my little brain that I'm really excited to dig in and explore with you. I got so inspired this weekend. Um, I pretty much did like a college research paper on this topic. And I just wanted to kind of go through some of the the themes and the thoughts that I had behind it and the inspiration. You know, Almost 30 is all about transitions and growth and self-development. And that's what I love about the show. So I think this topic, especially in today's day and age, is so relevant. And that is the topic of authenticity. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear the word authenticity, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, you feel like a little bit like, oh, that's so cliche. It's like when someone's like, be yourself, you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you know, just be yourself. And I'm like, well, I am different every damn day. So being myself sometimes feels like a challenge because what if there's a full moon? What if my 12th house is like, what if I'm on my period? What if I didn't get my full REM sleep cycle? I mean, there's so much that can change and make us change every single day. Uh, So the advice to be yourself can sometimes feel a little confusing, but this is going to be related to authenticity. Um, It got inspired actually during an interview that Lindsay and I had on someone else's podcast. And they asked us, you know, how we were so authentic, like what steps we took within our lives to be authentic and to be our authentic selves. And it's one of those things that gives me pause in so many ways because authenticity is such a felt sense and authenticity is something that seems like it changes and that it's something that we chase and it's something that continues to evolve. And the thing too is that I've never actually felt completely tied to the word authentic. I don't know about you guys, but it's always interesting when someone describes you to yourself or you know, you hear someone describing you to other people. Of course, it's wonderful to hear nice things that people could say about you. Um, not so nice for the ego to hear the bad things. But there's sometimes when people describe you and you don't really know why. You, know, you don't really know why um, you've always been that way. And I, I've always felt like when people described me as authentic or confident, it was almost like, backhanded in a way, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, you're so confident. (laughs) It was like, did I do something wrong? Did I, did I say something wrong? Did I say something that was off-putting or surprising or that wasn't socially acceptable? And 
you know, I think there were a lot of points in my life where I failed a lot and I messed up a lot and people would be like, oh, you're confident. You're so confident. Cause it's like, I put myself out there and failed or did a thing that other people would be embarrassed by. And authenticity has been in a way a little bit like that, where it was like, because I am so public and open and, um, vulnerable with you guys and and with so many people in my life, it's always been like, oh, you're so authentic. But I never really understood, you know, what about me was authentic, what made me authentic. And this talk isn't going to be about me and why I'm authentic at all. But because I've never really completely identified with the word, I feel like I'm I'm many things, but you know, I've never really understood like the connection to authenticity because it felt like a stagnant word for me. It feels like a word that doesn't really allow you to change. And within this, you know, exploration that we do together, I really wanted to dig into that, like what true authenticity is and how do we remedy being an authentic human with how much we change and evolve and grow. And authenticity is so important because there's tons of research that suggests that authenticity is really important for living a fulfilling, psychologically healthy life. Greater authenticity gives you more autonomy, better relationships, more personal growth opportunities, more self-acceptance, and helps you really reduce stress and anxiety because I think you're really just working with the present felt sense. And it's also been linked to a more secure form of self-esteem. So you have greater self-esteem if you are considered authentic because that self-esteem is not congruent on the relation to others. Um, So when I was kind of pulling back the curtain with doing my research after understanding the importance of authenticity with all of these benefits, and I think those benefits even shortchange the importance of authenticity on a spiritual level, which is obviously very important. And after that interview that you know we had where we were talking about authenticity, I started to think about a lot of the goals that I had for this year. And one of them was really to be the future version of myself that is the empowered version, that is the confident version, that is the like badass, just like able to fully stand in my power and just like remembering who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? Like, I think as women, we really are taught to be so many things and I have been so many things. I am so many things, but I just really keep thinking that to myself. Like, remember who the fuck I am, which is like this person that has the power to really change and create the life of my dreams, you know, while impacting others. So when thinking about how I can connect to this future self, this like Sekhmet Um, who is this Egyptian goddess of creation and destruction. I think quite often about Sekhmet as like my inspiration and um, this beautiful divine connection of like being that powerful goddess energy that creates and destroys. But how can I connect to that future self? How can I be more of that future self, that person that does you know, doesn't doubt, that person that has high self-worth, that person that knows who they are, that person that remembers, you know, what it's like to feel connected and feel joy. And I think about the person I am today. And of course, you know, we are all these things at one time. Time doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. But also if I was to really step into that future self, would I be inauthentic to my current self? Does being authentic condemn me to being true to the current self or in a lot of cases, the previous self? Or can we be true to our aspirational selves? Am I allowed to be true to this future version of me, the version of me that I want to step into? And does that mean I'm being inauthentic to the version of me that exists today, that is talking to you today, or even the previous self? And I realized, and I had a full, full circle moment of my life, and the one thing that you know I've been authentic because I've really been 
true to the process of learning about myself. And I realized that in my life, I've been so dedicated to the path and the journey of understanding who I am and shedding of old selves and questioning my identity to allow myself to grow. I'll never forget at one time I was in high school and I had a year of my life where I was like hanging out with the stoners. I had a bunch of different identities in high school. I was like the preppy one. I was a stoner. I was like, who knows? But anyways, so I was one of my best guy friends at the time was talking about a girl who also went to our high school. And she said, you know, what she said about him was, you know, he's just changed. He's changed. And you guys may relate to this sentiment where you've had people in your life tell you that you've changed. And I've had this quite often where people have said, you know, you've changed. And it's almost one of those like, oh, that's too bad. You know, that is too bad. You have changed. And it's almost looking down upon and it's almost, you know, making, trying to make you feel less than or like you're going to leave them behind. And I'll never forget Brandon saying, of course I've changed. She's known me for five years. Why would I want to be the same person that I was in eighth grade? And it was, you know, we're in high school. So eighth grade is very young. But it was so profound to me because I had actually never put context to that thought that of course we're going to change. Of course we're going to evolve. Of course we're going to grow. Of course we're going to be different. And in my case, by viewing myself as a work in progress and evolving my identity every single year of my life through trial and error, through failure, through embarrassment, through beautiful times, through hard times, I really developed a personal way of living that feels right to me. And that is through transformation and evolution and the dedication to that. And I read the most beautiful quote from Carl Rogers. And Carl Rogers was a therapist and author who was way ahead of his time for speaking to authenticity and therapy and so many beautiful topics. So I highly recommend a lot of Carl Rogers' works. But Carl Rogers talks about the act of living, which is a fluid process, potentially a continually changing constellation, configuration, matrix of feelings, thoughts, sensations, behaviors. The structure of the process seems configurational, not additive. Another way of stating this is that a person is in the human process of becoming. And I've always truly felt that way. I've always felt like I've been in this process of becoming. It's been ingrained in me since I was very little. I wanted to just make the most of this life in like a very corny YOLO way. I just have always felt this like intense burning of like, I only have so much time. I need to make the most of it. And I need to really make myself who I was always destined to become. And I've always been hungry for that, you know, and that's led me on beautiful paths and so much of my personal growth and development work, whether it's in Reiki or meditation or starting the business or what have you has been related to that quench and that desire to always just change and evolve and grow. And I grew up in a small town in Ohio. So You know, at first, a lot of times growing up, I felt like an outcast and I felt really different. And I felt like it just, I felt alone. I felt like because I was different all the time and because I was always trying new things and I was like kind of trying on new identities and I was just changing so much. You know, I grew up in Ohio. I went to school in Ohio. I lived in Chicago. I did this like corporate life and management consulting where I tried on being like in the corporate world. And then I moved to New York and I tried on this New York life and I tried, you know, all these different things, tried blogging, tried to be a soul cycle instructor, what have you. And 
it's really just been like something that gave me quite a bit of anxiety and stress. I'm like, why can't I just kind of stick to one thing? Why can't I just have one thing? But I've always been interested in like learning more about different sides of myself and learning more about this like organism that I am existing in this world that is changing all the time. And as I've gotten older into my 30s, it's been much easier to like easier for me to lean into that, to really accept this evolving, this transformation, this growth as part of who I am and that it will never stop. You know, the goal of life for me, from my perspective, is to expand my consciousness. And that's expanding it from every side, positive, negative, you know, all different places. And so within, you know, this growth and development, I've had to really be authentic to a lot of different versions of me. You know, if I was looking at it very flatly, when I was in the corporate world for eight years before I was able to leave my full-time job and uh, go almost 30 full time. I would think that, you know, the first couple of years of my corporate job and even the whole time in my corporate career that I was being inauthentic to myself. And I put that in air quotes, you know, that this part of me was inauthentic to the person that I truly am. And in a lot of ways, I, I could think to say that, that, you know, it wasn't the fullest expression of me. It wasn't the the lightest expression of me. It wasn't the most heartfelt expression of me to be in a corporate job. I hated going into an office. I hated the structure of it. I hated the hierarchy of it. I hated all the like bullshit things that I felt like I had to do, like that were all socially constructed norms within the companies that I was at that really bothered me. And for some people, this doesn't bother them. This really gives them freedom and flexibility where they feel good. They're like, I love, you know, that I do nine to five. I love that I have like an hour for lunch. I love that, um, you know, I have this, this team that I can rely on internally. And we have these processes that really help me flourish. But for me, I hated that. And I would think, you know, from from a standard view that during this time, these whole eight years, I was being very inauthentic to myself, the person that I truly was at my heart and soul. But it's really like I was being authentic to the person I was at that time. Because of course there can be inauthenticity at any stage and all over our life. But I was really being authentic to the person that I was then and like the skills and attributes that I needed to learn at that time and the process that I really needed to go through at that time. It was really, really important for me to experience all those things, you know, to have these terrible things happen along the way, whether it was my first job, you know, the issue that I had with the sexual harassment case that was filed on my behalf that was a, a great marker for me to leave that job and and move to New York. Or if it was like feeling com- completely depressed and miserable at the job, it was like I was being authentic to that version of me that existed then, which was, you know, unsure and more scared, but also just like trying to figure it out, trying to figure out which of these versions of me or like which of these expressions of the person that I am was going to make the most sense for that time and place. So it's again about that evolving identity through trial and error, through all the, you know, the jobs that didn't work out or the relationships that didn't work out and developing that personal relationship with ourself through all of these relationships that we're currently in as humans. And I've always believed that the only way to avoid being pigeonholed and considered the same person and to ultimately becoming a better, more evolved human is to do things that the rigid, authentic self, which is scared, which is, you know, the authentic self, which is the person that we are at that exact time may keep us from doing. And, you know, not to be confused with the ego, but at points in time in my life, my authentic self was really scared of change. And if I think of myself now within our business at almost 30, you know, as co-founder, co-host, 
I'm really looking to step into that more evolved version of myself. And that means that I'm not going to stick to old stories or thought patterns or beliefs or personal narratives about defining moments within my life that have taught me lessons that I may carry to my team. You know, through my corporate life, I had really great bosses and managers. I had not so great bosses and managers. And I saw some really strong ways of running a business and I saw some not so strong ways. So I don't want to allow old stories or old situations or really old ways that I expressed myself to dictate how I'm going to express myself in 2020 and beyond. I don't want these old beliefs of you know me being too controlling or moody or all of these negative ideas that I've been caring about myself to dictate how I'm going to show up because then that's just selling myself short and it's not letting me evolve to this more you know aligned version of the person that I want to become you know so it's the authenticity and commitment to this evolution of me that I'm really really interested in and figuring out these stories that we're working with about oneself is a really introspective but also social process and the way that I've been looking at a lot of stories uh, about myself within the business of almost 30 has been through our work with Aaron Rose. And Aaron Rose is an amazing coach, transformational leader, just the best person for us to work with, a true angel, and has provided us so many tools about co-creation of you know, this beautiful business and this beautiful life that we love. But through the process of you know introspection on my own and then working through some of the old stories and thought patterns with Aaron Rose... I'm really choosing to look at the narratives uh, within my life so they don't only sum up my experiences and aspirations, but also reflect the business, also reflect the team, also reflect you know the audience that I'm really working with. So it's bringing these old things and these old patterns and stories to like a 2020 view so that I can really use it to propel myself forward. And to that, you know, Aaron has really helped us be really more present because presence is such an important part of authenticity. It's like, if there's no presence, then there is no ability to be authentic at all. You know, it's related to that present flow of experiencing the moment and then being able to respond or engage appropriately or as, you know, thoughtfully or aligned as possible. And then another layer deep, you know, the presence is so important, but it's also like, the self the self authorship of of your life and like being the author of your own life you know the true characterization of a person who is genuine who is like in control of their life and present enough to be the own author of their life and it seems like to me that you know an authentic person is really the author of their own life you know and they're an authorship of their relationship to both themselves and others and you know the the for lack of a better word it seems like control is is fitting there but it's like it's so much more than that it's like your ability to be so present that you're the person that is there for that moment to make that decision that is most aligned and that is when you are being authentic and there's so much in our life that keeps us from being present you know, of course, everyone's like social media, of course, social media, you know, what we eat, chemtrails, <laughs> but seriously, you know, there's just so many distractions and things within our life that keep us from presence. And it's really a, 
you know, sometimes a trauma response to not be present. It saves us at points um, to not be present. And, you know, I participate frequently in the act of non-presence. Sometimes I just want to, you know, lay in my bed and just have a, a, a nice scroll on some celeb gossip. But really, you know, me being the most authentic version of myself is the truest version of like that presence. And it always feels like my authenticity is in relationship to others. It's like, my authenticity is that dialogue with other people. It's like my ability to tap into the present moment of who I am at that moment, or even, you know, the honoring of my future self and then react and respond and engage with that person in like an open dialogue of knowing and response and kindness or compassion, you know, if those were the appropriate things. And something else I think about is when people ask us about people that we want to have on the podcast. Like who is a dream guest? And for me, one of our dream guests is um, Russell Brand, who to me embodies someone who is just so down with growth and self-development. And like, I love self-deprecating humor and just like this awareness and this quench to like always learn in life. I just find like intoxicating. So when I think about like why I am so attracted to Russell Brand or I admire Russell Brand, it's really that Russell deeply lives what he is. He's, you know, dedicated to being this ever-changing organismic thing that experiences himself frequently, you know, that is always analyzing and thinking and just like genuinely representing his awareness of himself. He's open to his own self. He's open to his own self-discovery. And this self-actualization tendency and actualizing is so important because there's such a congruence between awareness of the self and the person and this inner dimension of what we are. So this genuineness that we're referring to, to the substantial aspect of individuality is called openness to oneself. And this is one of the most beautiful things that you can be is open to all your messy parts, open to your shadow, open to the darkness, open to all of these different aspects of you, but still part of the process of really looking at it. So that is true consciousness, like the awareness of self, the awareness of this journey, the awareness of you know, our tendencies to not be present or our tendencies to not want to pay attention or be in the moment or be with the pain, but the awareness of it and the continuing to come back to and recognize that we need to be open to ourselves and open to our own growth and development. So for me, being authentic is more so about understanding that I'm so many things, that I'm so many different people, that I'm always a work in progress, that I will change, I will grow, and that sometimes that'll be a person that I love and sometimes that'll be a person that I'm not so proud of, but I have this dedication to being better and understanding myself on a deeper level and really just stepping into my own. And so my authenticity is really my dedication to my self-inquiry and my self-growth whether that's done through therapy or meditation or journaling or just deep thought and walks in nature. I've always been on this spiritual path of really deeply understanding to myself. And that has been what I've been most authentic to in my life. And the work for me is around presence, is around being there for every single feeling and emotion within that moment so that I can have that self-realization, that self-inquiry, that self-moment of 
understanding and seeing like, what is my true response without outside influences, without, you know, anything clouding my judgment and the real expression of the true self, you know, my source led self happens within that present moment and happens most, most authentically when I'm being true to the present moment and to the person that I am within that moment. But in this case, you know, me looking more towards my future of being present to the person that I want to be and stepping into that and recognizing that, you know, my authentic self last year is not the authentic self that it's going to be this year. And this year I'm going to be more rigid. (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit crazier. Um, No, this year I'm just going to be more of that, like CEO badass that, that I want to be and like the founder badass that I want to be and really stepping into, to that role within the business among other things, you know, and with that, I just want to give anyone permission and, and you, you guys and you listeners permission to just evolve and grow and change. You know, I think that's the most important thing that we can do in life is to really listen and honor our desire to change and evolve and grow. The only constant is change, of course. And so to deny yourself that or to judge that or to badly about yourself because of that is really the worst way, you know, to foster authenticity. And the best way to foster that authenticity with yourself is to honor all versions of yourself at all times and just have the presence to really analyze and think about that and really be there for yourself and really be kind to yourself. And there is something to that that can be a playful aspect of it. You know, there with everything, that's always, you know, my goal is to really have more fun with personal growth and self-development because how you do the work is the work one of the most important quotes of all time really rings true for me that, you know, whenever I'm doing the work, you know, I'm like, oh, it's work. And I think that's an interesting thought for us to think about together is maybe changing the word work to something else. Because, you know, within my life, since I've been on this deep personal growth journey, I've always been like, okay, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work. And when I think about work, it seems painful and really changing our perspective of what work is and what work can be to us might be something for us to think about. You know, is there a different word? Because life is work. All of it is work. We are never, we are never not growing. We are never not evolving. We are never not changing. And if we see it as work, it will be work. So maybe there's a funner way for us to see it. That's a thought to ponder because your girl doesn't know how else to describe it. But I think we as a community can come up with something together. So thank you so much for coming with me along this journey. I just wanted to leave one quote in addition, um, just to, you know, some last summarization thoughts about, you know, authenticity. And of course, within this, the goal really is to be more authentic for us to really just connect with that felt sense of self and to really connect with all versions of ourselves and the evolution of ourselves and to view ourselves as works in progress and these beings with these evolving identities that we really develop and nurture through trial and error within life. It never stops, unfortunately, unfortunately. And it really takes courage, you know, through learning by definition, it starts with something unnatural and seemingly superficial behaviors. Whenever people say fake it till you make it, it really is that connection with, you know, the best version of yourself. It's that connection with that you that exists that may not fully exist embodied right now, but that will exist in the future. So faking it till you're making it is the perfect example of how we really learn through you know, this process of evolution. And one of my favorite quotes 
you know, of course, from Brene Brown will bring this all together very beautifully about authenticity. She's one of the leaders in authenticity and we will have her on the show. She's another one of my goals. Hopefully sums, you know, this rambling, curious conversation that we just had together very beautifully. And she says, to be authentic, we must cultivate the courage to be imperfect and vulnerable. We have to believe that we are fundamentally worthy of love and acceptance just as we are. I've learned that there is no better way to invite more grace, gratitude, and joy into our lives than by mindfully practicing authenticity. And I would argue that presence and evolution. I will see you on the next one. Thank you so very much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thanks, Krista. Thank you. Great job. (laughs) Let's chat about it on Instagram at it's Krista. And then I just relaunched my website. So it's Krista.co. Yeah, it's so dope. So, so dope. Um, and we have a re- review of the week. Review of the week. Well, we grateful for Krista and Lindsay. Five stars. Almost 30 is so real and refreshing. I love that science and spirituality are both involved without singling out one specific methodology or dogma. The conversations and interviews are informative and applicable rather than just feeling like someone is talking only about themselves, even if their personal stories, the sense of empathy, and many of the lessons relate to the collective. Episodes I've listened to have helped me feel validated and empowered in my own life transitions, as well as inspired to try things that are helpful to me, such as learning about the cycle syncing method, human design, and incorporating anima mundi herbs that resonate with my lifestyle. Wow. That review. That freaking review. That's from AST45. Thanks, babe. Whoa. Means so much. Truly. Love that. You know, that's what we really just started the podcast to do was help people navigate the transition from their 20s to their 30s. And now it's so much more than that. But you guys being a part of our community means so much. So um, would love to meet you at events. We have tons of events happening through the year. We're working on our tour schedule. So we just cannot wait to connect more with you and just to be you know, around and near you. Yeah, we love you. Thanks so much for listening. Whatever. And in your bed with you. Honestly, and outside your window. And at your child's baptism. (laughs) If you're baptizing, if not, whatever. Yeah, honestly. All right, guys. (laughs) We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. Love you. Bye.